Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Binkerton's Finest Podcast. I'm joined today with my co-host, Harper. Greetings. Uh, and unfortunately, unfortunately, our other uh, co-host, Nico, will not be here. He's on a trip to Europe, so hopefully he's having a great time. But hopefully me and Harper can put something great out for you guys this week. And uh, this week is going to be a Harper episode. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets <laughs> excited for the Harper episodes, I'll tell you what. Big pops all around, for sure. Nonstop pops. <laughs> How are you doing this week, Harper? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I, I've had a little bit of trouble, admittedly, with some issues pertaining to, like, uh, personal sanity when I'm faced with these... It's just been a barrage of stories concerning how ghoulish people in the corporate world are acting. Just lately, just acting up, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand. It, what, they're gonna really, know where you're going. Yeah, it bugs me. I, I see articles like this all the time. This one is like, a, you've heard about the LinkedIn CEO guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yep, the crying guy. Exactly. The the Mr. Crocodile Tears himself. Uh, this guy's laid off like a sizable portion of his employees and uploaded a picture of himself crying to show that he's like human or something. As if I'll believe him. As if anyone would. And <laughs> I. Uh, I, I think about this a lot because I, you got to be a special kind of person to be uh, a CEO. You know, you have to be just completely devoid of kindness, empathy, uh, sanity, uh, basic human morality. Th these are core principles, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's you got to be a uh, you got to be a tough person. You know, uh, for lack of a, or for a, a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it. It's um, very nice. You gotta to be to be fair. You do have to make a lot of decisions, but I think that that factors into uh, why people turn out to be that way when they get into these positions and these mega corps and stuff. It's really gotta be a blank slate thing. I, I don't have any other explanation besides that these people were once like me, and then through the process of being weathered by so many like very tough decisions or whatever have you maybe they just never had empathy in the first place some people like that get pretty far in life uh i i, I can't decide but there's a, there's other stories it's not just this guy who's like showing himself crying to empathize with the employees that he just fired it's like the walmart chant stuff you ever heard of the walmart chant no actually oh so these fucking the managers of walmart Every so often, we'll line up all the employees before a shift starts and have them do a little a little wiggle dance where they're gyrating their hips in disgusting ways. And, like, uh, the managers are up there leading oh them in a God. chant with, like, a wire voice box, like, who's number one? The customer. <laughs> who's number one? The customer. Oh, oh my like, God. Yeah. How pandering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's my like, God. Have you ever seen the Black Friday speeches from those walmart employees i think i have yeah where they're talking just talking about like oh are you mean you mean the speeches they give before they yeah, open like the doors the, it used to be a joke it's like an epic speech from like the movie 300 or something to get the the crew hyped up uh they'll be like this is walmart <laughs> <laughs> awful terrible wow. Uh, but they'll, they'll uh, fucking you know, it is a madhouse back in the day. You oh, know, sure. People were getting trampled, so that's yeah. terrible, terrible yeah, stuff. Yeah, pre-pandemic pre uh, Black Fridays, 
is really funny if you think about it because it was just a consumerist ploy to get people to go shopping before it was literally just like a price gouge fest for the holidays it's like your last chance to get all of your shopping out of the way and everyone acknowledged that but instead of like behaving like normal rational people they like try to kill each other for flat screens yeah exactly you know it's funny you talk about black friday because i remember in the small town that we're from well hard to say small anymore but in the town that we were from when we were first growing up there was one gas station and then it was miles away from the next yep. uh you know ga- or, uh, grocery store or anything and then one year they finally got it through the town council or whatever to build a walmart yeah the walmart I remember, the town like, council. That first yeah exactly and i remember that first year um I went out with some friends and we waited on that Black Friday, and and I even back then I, I remember thinking like this is ridiculous. We got here at like 9 p.m. after eating dinner and everything with our families on Thanksgiving, and then we waited until like midnight when they finally opened the doors, and like we were so far away from the door by the time we even got in there, like half of the half of the good stuff was already gone. Oh yeah, and then like. Uh, I actually bought my first TV there, and uh, that night, I mean, and um, come to find out that the smoking deal I got wasn't even a deal, because then it came out that year that uh, they were just bumping prices up right before Black Friday, and then dropping them on Black Friday, and you you weren't getting a deal, you were just... (laughs) paying essentially the same amount you would have paid any other day so oh, that's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah that, that sounds like walmart to the t uh, i'll tell you another experience i had at the walmart uh out where we live because uh, because it used to be a preserve you know uh, i don't know if you remember that far back but it did used to be like a plant preserve for an endangered species a plant that grows out here exclusively and, and yeah, yeah, just, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It got demolished. They, they, it's like a square. Oh God, how how big is that Walmart complex have to be? Like maybe a square quarter mile or something. It's oh, huge. Oh yeah, easily. It's huge. It's like the, it's like the size of our high school, like almost. Yeah. When you come, when you factor in like the, the whole parking lot and how like that's a all paved. Parking that's, lot. The, the wild is gone. So. Yeah, massive, and it's never even half full, even on the busiest days. Just oh, I forgot demolished. that. That's crazy. I forgot that was like a nature preserve. You're yeah, right. it was a nature preserve, and it, it's just like that specific choice to bulldoze a nature preserve to put up a Walmart is like easily the most callous thing I've ever seen elected officials get paid by a corporation to do. And it went yeah, up. Yeah, and. Immediately, there's stores in its vicinity that get put up because there's it's good business to be in the same lot as a Walmart, and I I mark that as the fall for when our our town stopped being a small town. I know I'm rambling here, I'm getting to it, but like, uh, <laughs> just I I despise Walmart culture. You know, it sucked in so many of our friends too. Like people that we know go to work at Walmart and yeah. then they just come back from work just different people. It's like it sucks. Yeah, just like husks. Yeah, husks. Just like shells. Nothing left. And you can understand to a point. Have you ever been inside a Walmart? Yeah. I I mean, have you ever talked to an employee? (laughs) Yeah. It's it's bad. I don't get why we allow this. Yeah. 
It's just like um, it's like the color gray was a place. It would be Walmart. Yep, a hundred percent. Just gray. Uh, Costco nothing's really good it. or bad. Yeah, it's just there. Is the worst part is Costco can get away with it, you know, because uh, it's a fucking huge warehouse where they they just straight up let you take shit off pallets, and you're not like hurried or anxious to do anything. You're not being overly advertised anything and everything's coming out of a fresh like freezer by the time you get to it but in walmart it's still got that like superciliary uh not superciliary like superficial quality of like being advertised to constantly and you know you're not getting like a wholesale deal but it still has the like interior of a wholesale store to cut costs presumably uh yep Yep. It's literally just another reason to hate people in suits, that entire store. Not to go even longer on about Walmart, but have you ever <laughs> been inside a Walmart for an extended period of time and listened to their uh, radio station? Uh, yeah, sometimes I have to be in the Walmart for a long time when I'm stealing like AA batteries or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll walk around for a little bit, just, you know, to see them. Like yeah, when that throw them off my set yeah every every week you're doing that yeah totally oh well double a batteries are as good as gold right now i, I i'm this is the only <laughs> come up i've got going for me that's eight dollars for four double a batteries so i bring that up because the other day i was i was in there i was actually looking for these one of these uh keyboard remote things that we got right um, because I, I looked on their their app and they said that they had them, but of course I went in and they didn't have them. I was in there for like an hour and a half looking around long enough for them to do a, like a contest on the radio where oh. employees would call in and listeners would call in. And you would only ever hear this uh, presumably at a Walmart. So what it, you're just like sitting there on your shift and you're like, I'll call in. Or you're shopping and you're like, I'll call in. Like, what whoa, is whoa, that? Whoa, wait, 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 anyway, wait. it's like a radio show contest inside of like exclusively on Walmart radio. Yes. It's like, yes, it's like a serious XM instead of like regular FM radio. It's like a serious XM radio show with a disc jockey and everything. And he does like a, I remember they were doing a contest, quote unquote contest anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like the employees can call in. Apparently, this is broadcast across all Walmarts that exist. I don't, I don't know, but I don't work there. But everyone I've ever been in, I've heard this radio station, um, and it sounds like it's just music playing. It could be anything. But when the disc jockey comes on, you realize, holy crap, this is a Walmart show. And um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> people are calling in, right? And um, yeah. This lady calls in, and she's one of the employees. And uh, when you call in and you're an employee, you have to tell them your store number <laughs> and all this stuff. I've, been, I've spent a lot of time ID. in Walmart. I, I, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You, you have to give up. at this point at the Walmart? You're just, like, walking around. I'm just looking around. Yeah, I'm looking. At, and I'm, like, there was a lot of people, too, in the electronics section. So I, And they were taking forever with the associates. So I was just waiting to talk to them to be just to be told no you know yeah of course yeah, yeah i had like so the crazy. slightest little hope the same experience every time i go to the electronic section at walmart i have the exact same experience i am behind like three people i need something stupid like batteries that i could just steal 
and I am waiting <laughs> an interminable amount of time to ask them a stupid question that they will blow off as soon as I ask. There's got to be a better yeah, way, yeah. you know? There's got to be, like, a kiosk I could go through that does the same shit. Yeah, I agree. I mean, at this point, it's so inefficient. Let's get the machines. Just go with I the hate machines. to say it, but... I mean, these people but, are miserable. But, well, you might as well replace the machines. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Let me Let me finish this story, because... This lady calls in, and I don't remember her name, but she gives her store number, she gives her name, and then uh, she, she like briefly mentioned she's on break, you know, just covering her ass. You could totally tell. <laughs> and um, I'm listening, like, oh, wait, are they going to give her some money or something? That'd be pretty cool, you know, like giving their employees at least a chance to win some money, whatever. Like, like that's always cool, but... um. She literally won nothing. She got a chance to be on the show. Like, that's it. I was listening. I was listening. I was like, what is she about to win? Because, again, I was just like, I think that's really cool. Like, they're going to win something. They're spending all day in this gray-ass place, like we were just saying. And then, boom, maybe they'll get to go home with some extra money or something. She wins nothing. She's just like, oh, no, no, no. She got to request a song. That's what she did. I don't remember what song she requested. But that's it. That's like, they made it sound like she won this big old grand contest. They were like, where are you from? What's your store number? Like, just trying to, like, shout out everybody. I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess this is so, like, close-knit, you would assume. I don't, it's definitely not. But they try to, they perpetuate that image, you know, where it's like, oh, we're a family. Just like every corporation. But any, anyway, like... Yeah, she. I was just so blown away. I was sitting there. I'm just like, are you? She just called in on her shift for sure to be on the show, and that's like it. Like that is happened? bullshit. That is incredibly terrible. I I would be off the wall personally. I'd be like, uh, request a song. Fuck, uh, Aqua Dementia by fucking Mastodon, and blast that over the PA <laughs> system. <laughs> I want I want these yeah, yeah, fucking dude. chuds walking around the Walmart to listen to the most heavy metal song in my playlist. That's so funny you say the word chud because I was gonna ask you randomly today if you've ever been called a oh, chud. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, they call me the chudster. On, somebody on Reddit, funnily enough, called me a chud. <laughs> oh, dude, badge of honor. <laughs> I would just like. I was just like, wow. That's a huge badge of honor. Do you know what the origin of that insult is? No. It's it's an acronym from an old movie. Uh, Chud is cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Or something like that. So like... What is that from? That sounds like from Biodome or something. It's from a movie called Chud. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. It's like a okay. one of those cheesy gremlin ripoff type movies, you know? I, I don't know if it's a gremlin oh. ripoff before anyone jumps down my fucking throat about it. But, like, it, it's it's an insult that started making the rounds when cuck was popular, you know? Because that was back yeah, when... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was back when that circle had all the, the funny insults. And, I mean, Chud is kind of funny, but it's not funny for the same reason cuck is. So it's just like a mismatch yeah. of, like... The, the CH insults. Well, I guess cuck is a C. I, I digest, okay? I fucking... <laughs> I've been called a chud more times than I can possibly, like, count. And it, it's always by Redditors or people on Twitter. 
I always delete the accounts and make new ones because I, you know, it's like the most psychopathic thing on Reddit is when people will argue with you for like two posts and then review your post history to bring things up like smack gotcha. Yeah, that's that's odd to me, like as if you're like some public official that needs to stand up to that level of scrutiny or something that they're going to like go through your post history and then like try to cancel you for shit you say. I totally understand what you're saying when you're like, I delete my accounts every now and then because I do that on Reddit every now and then. Like not not only is it to me kind of feel like a cleanse kind of thing, but. These days, you can't have that long of a record of something lasting. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. things are changing, and what's acceptable is changing every single day. And, and like, next month, saying calling somebody a chud could be so <laughs> unacceptably, <laughs> you know, it could be such a red line to cross. Oh, and, I live for the day. We could all lose our jobs and crap. And and that's just an example, of course. But, like, I yeah, that just... The, the chud's a bad word. I totally... I totally understand what you're saying because I just kind of went through that myself and I was just, especially with like all the things that have been changing in my life in the last week, I've just been kind of like, it's time to cleanse some things. So I've been like getting rid of oh, all the accounts sure. where I've been like super, especially on on certain apps and stuff where I'm just like, I don't need to do this anymore. Like I'm just going to get, let's just make it permanent and delete and that that helps make it permanent in my mind. Oh yeah, that that's good stuff. kind of distancing from something you know right i do the same shit too like um i have a twitter account right now that i'm not gonna ever plug because it would ruin the purpose of the twitter account if i told people what i use it for i use this particular well if i told people the handle name you know what i'm saying uh yeah yeah this twitter account is one that i use exclusively for harassing professional wrestlers like, uh, their job is very <laughs> difficult. I don't condone bullying, okay? Or harassing professional wrestlers. I don't think it's funny. However, when you are at the level of celebrity that a professional wrestler on TV is, it is kind of funny to say, you fucked this move up so bad. Because people will jump to their defense. Like, they, they have an army of dick riders. Uh, that yeah yeah that that are very forgiving people, uh. But there's a sort of catharsis that comes with being mean on the internet that you can't get anywhere else, and that makes me a small person. I'm aware of that. I'm aware that I'm a small person, a chud, if you will. Well, you know anybody anybody judging you right now in any way, uh, they do the guilty same of the shit same thing. Admit it. Absolutely, they do. It, the, the, the dick writers everyone. too. The dick writers are guilty of this too. They're just on the other side of it. Like when I say we're just we're just fucking we're just grown enough to admit oh, yeah. it. Like we're not saying that we condone like going out there and like putting down quote unquote marginalized groups and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but obviously not. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't have to be you don't have to be like everything on the internet doesn't have to be fucking roses and like I don't know just this idea of you know you have to censor yourself and you can't say certain things. It's kind of like a weird line to ride, I'm sure you know, but like... Oh, yeah. It's just so stupid, man. Like, But I, 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 can, I can see kind of how that account you're talking about can tie into the WWE thing. I mean, yeah. everybody's a heel, and it's all, it's all a show, you know? Yeah, I'm working the marks and, out here, and, brother. I, I'm doing my bit for kayfabe. Yeah, 
All right. If I wasn't well, out there, you, if I wasn't you, out there calling Liv Morgan the worst champion in U.S. history, who would do it? They would all just pretend <laughs> she's a good champion. You, you don't know, okay? But I know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but I know for a fact, and I'll, I'll tell you to your face that Liv Morgan weighs 120 pounds, soaking wet, and her fighting an ex MMA fighter like Shayna Baszler and winning is unrealistic. I kind of agree. For and, for when when you're talking about things like kayfabe, yeah, yeah. which if people don't know, it's kind of like it's better if you explain it. Actually, what kayfabe? Uh, kayfabe to like put it a short way is something wrestlers do to assume their character in all aspects of their life. Like the Macho Man Randy Savage doesn't go on an interview and say. Oh, hello. It's nice to meet you. I'm the Macho Man. He's like, Oh, yeah, brother. I came on Jimmy <laughs> Fallon to tell you one thing. You know, like, because that's kayfabe. It's yeah, also yeah. how he talked. Like, apparently, the Macho Man just sounds like that, you know? Huh. I, I've never heard anyone say otherwise. Uh, but yeah, kayfabe is, is just the assumption of your character in all parts of your life. I'm not saying I do something equivalent to kayfabe and that I'm putting my myself out there as much as the wrestlers are. However, um, these wrestlers have the option to ignore their fans. I, I'm t I'm t I'm taking a bullet here, all right, by talking. And, to and these <laughs> yeah, you're really you're really putting yourself out there. Yeah, these you. basement. Thank uh, you for yeah. my service. But these basement marks yeah, out yeah, here exactly. are are trifling, <laughs> okay? And they will defend these. It's all fake anyway. It's all fake. Well, that's not something the wrestler wants you to say, is it? So really, who's who's no. more respectful? Me who's saying you are the worst wrestler alive and I hope you drop the championship ASAP. Or the guy saying, well, it's all fake anyway. Who cares? I think as long as you're not like going in at them as a person. No, no, I don't do person. It's just, it all, yeah, yeah. But as long as you you aren't one of those people doing that, like, it's fine, man. It's all part of the show. I mean, perfect example, Pat McAfee. He, when he went on and won that, uh, I can't even remember if it was a championship. I don't, I think it was just a match, but he, yeah, yeah. I, and I didn't, I haven't even watched it because it's all put behind a paywall, of course. But, yeah, um, it's always is. Apparently, he, he, he was fighting uh, Adam Cole. On, it was like his, ad, his NXT debut versus Adam Cole. The guy is a freak athlete, of course, because he's an NFL kicker, but he jumped like from the ring to the top uh, the top rope in one move, and I, I was crazy blown away by that shit. Yeah, but part of that whole, from what I understand from just watching his show, part of that whole thing was a fan thing, too. And like um, a lot of what he did is based on the things that he wanted his fans to do as far as like his promo and stuff. You oh, know? So, okay. And that, that's kind of, that's kind of how like kayfabe is, is, um, you know, like everybody in my, in my understanding of it is, it's just like you said, keeping up your persona, but it's more like keeping up. Maybe, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's more like keeping that persona up for your community and fans. You know what I mean? That's, that's and, for sure. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I just think as long as you're not out there, like, uh, you know, insulting these people personally and stuff like that, it, it's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with playing into the to the heel role or what or whatever. Um, yeah, you you gotta be the bad guy sometimes. Everyone is living under the assumption, like in the modern era, that they can be the good guy all the time. 
it, it's like yeah, the most baffling thing. Like everyone's striving to tell these shades of gray story because the idea that bad guys are trying to be good is appealing. Uh, but I feel like the, it's like the opposite of what needs to be told. Sometimes these people just need to be told that like you cannot be the good guy always. Like it, it, it's not just a different perspective thing. Sometimes you are objectively an asshole, you know? Yeah. And you could think you're right Sometimes the whole time. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially the, the, the crowd. I'm not going to say all of them because there are a lot of people trying to do good shit, man. But the people who are pr- trying to protect certain marginalized groups that aren't part of that same group speaking on their behalf is so hard to watch. And it's just yeah, constant. I agree. Constant. Like, I think there's a term for that. I think they call that virtue signaling. <laughs> you just like jump on, you jump on a yeah, a, yeah. a cause, and then you you don't even really believe it. You're just like in it to be like, I'm right, I'm right. Just a grandstand. Yeah, that's that's like grifting. You know, you know? I, I've seen so many grifters in like the past ten years that I, maybe I've just never seen a grifter before 2012 because they were a lot better at it or something, or I was too young to know what a grifter is. But like. Yeah, you at least knew them as a poser. If you see someone wearing a like a an element T shirt in two thousand six and they've never skateboarded, they were a poser, you know. And you got to tell them that yeah. to their face. If you if you were fortunate enough to own a set of wheels, trucks, and a board, but uh, these days they like to attach themselves to political causes, which makes it more difficult to detect unless you're part of that political cause. And then you can say, oh, well, that's a grifter, you know? Yeah. Like Trump rappers. No, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's, Do you think anyone... I don't want to go into that. <laughs> okay, well, fine. I don't want to get... Oh, I don't yeah, want to derail just, into it's, that. It's a rapper thing. <laughs> I just think it's funny I, as hell. I, I, I know what you're talking about, though. I know what you're sure, talking about. Sure, yeah, grifters. But uh, I think... I think... Uh, you know, funnily enough, what you were saying about, you know, not everybody can be the good guy applies to their CEOs to bring it back. Um and and here here's the other thing is I'm not trying to be like oh I feel bad for these multimillionaires because I don't in any way sure um, yeah. but I do try that does not just because I don't like worry too much about their feelings or whatever doesn't mean that I can't try to put myself in their shoes and try to understand oh I'd love to be in their shoes from. that's not the problem you know and and so I just think uh, but. But that uh, that crying guy on uh, <laughs> LinkedIn, Indeed, LinkedIn right? for sure. LinkedIn, that's what it was. That that video was so, like, I can't believe that guy put it out. Yeah, like, there's just like a lack of navel gazing going on there for sure. Someone needed to tell that guy you're not looking how you think you are, at all. Yeah, not at all. And and I know what he was trying to do. You know, he's trying to get people to feel bad for the business owner or whatever. And, and, you know, it is a hard thing to do to start your own business and keep it going and get it to the point where you're, you know, where he is. But, like, he's, I, I, th- th- with that said, I think it's insane that that guy got there and didn't see that, that that was going to be a problem, that this was going to be very controversial. And, and I think the funniest thing is it was controversial among the business world before it got to us. People on, on LinkedIn were supposedly <laughs> telling him that he was wrong for this, how vapid it was, all these things. And, and then it finally got out 
And now everybody else is like, what the, what, what, what is wrong with this guy? Like, screw this guy, you know? And I would hate I to know. be that I just, secretary. I, think, I would fucking hate to be I that feel, secretary that has to be like, sir, I really think you should rethink this. Yeah, right. Or any, any level of somebody who had to go against that. But that's the thing is that this, this probably happened because that dude surrounded himself with yes men, you know? 100%. And, and, and I guess that that could be kind of an explanation for how he could be so dumb for lack of a better word um (laughs) and still be in that position you know like i don't know i've never i I would never be like like if it were me it would just seem like a no-brainer to ask the employees if they want to be fucking you know recorded and then i can put that on my linkedin account and and you know we'll skip the crying thing how about we pitch what you can do let me help you get another job let me use my page to get you further because i have to make this terrible decision to cut you but i can still help you get further even if that means our time together comes to an end and and i i don't know i think that is you you can't maybe you can't think that way when you get to that position maybe that opens you up to exploitation who knows maybe i've never been there it's all cyclical you know it's something that you learn from doing mushrooms everything goes in a circle and it was just yep. at the other part of the circle where it was the, what do they call it? The great resignation, right? You heard about that? No, I don't think so, actually. The great resignation was something that business people termed this weird phenomena where everybody all over the place globally was quitting their job to find a better job with different conditions that paid more, etc. And businesses were going out of service because of that. Like smaller, bigger. You mean recently. Recently, yeah. Maybe the last like two years this happened. It was like a oh, cause okay, of the, yes, I do know about Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It was like the pandemic caused a bunch of people to find new employment because there were places that are just like, well, you're vaccinated, so you have to go back to the office. And people that, like me, have the capacity to work from home and could work from home during a global pandemic has seen no reason to have to spend ludicrous now ludicrous money to drive a half hour out of their way and they could just be at home because the monitoring is all done by statistic and program now anyway there's no manager physically standing over your shoulder going like uh harper put the phone away it's time to get back to it harper they're all on a on a teams somewhere you know it doesn't matter yeah and they'll let you they'll especially in like call center positions i don't know if anybody out there's had one i'm sure a lot of you have but they'll let you sit on your phone and then your metrics will go down and that'll sort you out you know what i mean because then you'll start then that that's that's when they start and come and they start saying something to you is when you're what do they call it your um your KPIs, yeah, you, you, broadly it's your metrics, your key performance indicators, whatever. Yeah, once those start dropping, that's when you hear something. But they, I remember when I had my shitty call center job, there were times where, you know, I know I've done more calls than everybody because they have a list of the amount of people that are doing calls literally hanging on the wall that they update every week. Yeah. And I'm the fucking third most out of every location. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just sit on my phone for a while. Well, guess what? Now my KPI and all this shit is getting affected. And now, you know, I'm now forced to be at that same level of output forever. And if I drop, then they're going to be like, what's going on? What's going on? And if I can't do more, 
then they're going to be like, what's going on? And they're going to, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things where analytics and metrics is totally screwing us. And, and you're right. You do not need to be in the office for that at all. Yeah. The idea that managers are there to keep Especially these miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially these miserable positions. Like if you work for, you know, like any medical company, anything like that, doing phone, working on the phones. It's miserable. You have to tell a lot of people who need things no. You've got to uh, get yelled at and screamed at a lot because you are the guy that they're gonna that's gonna hear it. Yeah, you're the guy that uh, says no, so you're the guy that gets yelled at most of the time in the medical stuff. It, it's it's harsh too, especially when it's if, like off even appeal. if you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. And they're like, "What do you mean? I I submitted everything right, and then it still gets denied." And it's yeah, like, yeah and, you submitted and, everything right. I know you did. I understand what you're going, and none of that. Well, your sympathy means just dick, dick all to these people. You you can't assuage people who are just going to be mad at you regardless of what you say. So you literally are paid to sit there and be this guy's like personal counselor for the next fifteen minutes. Yep, and oh, and that's way too long. But you can't get off the phone. But anyway, regardless yeah. of that, like. Um. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you're the one that they're gonna hear or see. They're not gonna hear or or they're never gonna talk to their doctor that way, the pharmacist that way. They're never gonna get on the phone with with uh, a manager consistently or anybody higher than like a low level manager unless there's like such a problem. Then you'll get it. But so few and far between where that happens. And even when there's such a problem where you need to talk to like a mid-level or a higher level manager uh, or executive, it takes weeks for them to call you. Yeah. You have to schedule it. You don't just get transferred over. And so, yeah, you're when you're the little guy, you're getting yelled at. You're getting the earful because you're the one that they can get a hold of. And uh, it's just, uh, I feel like if people could do that from their house, it would be a lot easier. It's different, because at least. Like, you're getting nobody, yelled at where you can just tune it out regardless. Exactly. And that's the thing is is there that is your job. You are a professional punching bag. There's no other way to spin it, spin it at all. It's easier for these companies to hire you and make you miserable uh, working a call center job than it is to just fix the system, you know? Like, in any way, it doesn't even have to be like a like politically. Yeah. I'm just talking about their system in their company. Instead of making it more efficient, making things run smoother, and make sure everybody in some way can get a yes in some way, shape, or form, even if it's not exactly what they wanted, but it's a comparable product or something like that. Like, instead of doing anything like that, it's easier just to hire, you know, in their eyes, nobodies who are just going to get stepped on be miserable and then they'll leave and then they'll just get the next one and that shit is uh, i could see how being at home if i was able to be at home when i worked my call center job how that would have changed a lot it would have been so easy to tune out and just you know go fuck go on my phone for lack of a better thing to do well, I'm, I'm not supporting the stare idea at a poster like pet my dog yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, not, I'm not talking about stealing, but I'm just talking no, about you no. have all these other things I, that you could do and and at your home to keep you productive. Yeah. Um, 
and they they just don't see that as an asset. They see it as, well, they're stealing time, they're stealing time. And instead of curating the people that they're getting and getting people that can do this, you know, who can be the punching bag they need, uh, they're just going to say, screw it. We'll hire the people who really need the jobs and they'll probably be gone in a month. Well, it's like, hell, everybody's stolen time. Everybody in the fucking world is stolen time, whether they want to admit it or not. The idea that time is being stolen by an an employee to an employer, it's so ludicrous because you're still doing, at the end of the day, with it. Imagine the night shift worker on his phone at 2 a.m. He has nothing better to do. He's not stealing time. He's paid to be there, you know? If, If he wasn't being paid to be there on his phone staring at drywall doing i've worked graveyards for like years there's not a whole lot to do on great there's only so much I, I guess you should say that you can do on a graveyard shift before you are watching paint dry you're staring at the street that you look out on and it, yeah. without a phone this, this shift is not workable it's inhumane yeah i see how i see why 24 yeah. 7 businesses were so so rare in the 80s and 90s in comparison today you were not gonna find a grocery store that was open 24 hours a day oh god what would you do in the 80s a on gas a, station what would you do in the 80s on an overnight shift uh, exactly like what do you just read a book i mean i i assume if i i i mean i don't know i never lived back then but yeah well, <laughs> i assume obviously. you'd have more than one person on a shift because you can't just have one person there going insane it's alone. 10 to 6 i mean and, you can only face the chips so yeah. many times before they're all, you know, they're all primmed and faced. You, you can read the newspaper. Exactly. How long a you newspaper going to last? Literally, you could do literally every single task you need to do and still have three or four hours left over. And that's just because nobody's coming in. Yeah. So you have just straight time where you can go and do the job you need to do. And then it's done. Like, I, like I remember, I worked at the same place that you worked graveyards. I worked graveyards, and one of the, our tasks, one of the longest ones that I like to do, was just uh, spraying down the gas station, like the yeah, that was good stuff, and the pumps and stuff. And it just took so much time that it was like, it was great to do because by the time you were done, it was like an hour and a half killed, and you're like, shit, I'm uh, now I can go do this thing or this thing. And, and but it, regardless, like. It, even if you took the most amount of time to do it, like you're just never gonna, you're you're gonna always have downtime in that position. Yeah. And and you're right. Like the concept yeah. of stealing, the concept of stealing time, I think is so ridiculous because the boss is stealing your time. And and and, oh, yeah. and I know that this is like a mutual agreement, right? To uh, I'll work for you, you'll pay me. I need the money so that I can live. But um, I don't think you can look at it anymore these days as anything other than them stealing your time you know that the joke of the boss make or i make a nickel what is it i make a nickel boss makes a dime dime. that's why coupon company time (laughs) but change that nickel to a penny today yeah and 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 that's literally more accurate you know and and change that dime to a quarter and and now like we we are getting so financially raped by these companies who are they just have such wealth and power that they can make more decisions happen than we could. Uh, millions of us are out here yelling, screaming, crying, begging for more money. For Not even just like, we're not saying, oh, we want to live 
comfortably give us our, I'm sorry we don't we want to live well out of our means or whatever no we want to be able to be comfortable so that we can focus on going to work right you know I don't want to have to focus on yeah, like that would be such a nice thing it'd be so nice that my only problem is I just have to go to work you know and I know that that's kind of dumb to say because everybody's got multiple problems yeah life well, as you go on but for some but people if, going if, to work is a problem when you minimize yeah but but it's proven when you pay workers a decent wage you provide uh benefits and stuff like that so that they can be comfortable and not have to worry so much outside of the office they're more productive and they want to come in and 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 like i just don't see how these companies don't see it they they devalue us so much they see us as i, I can't see it any other way than them seeing us as a burden they want to just automate everything so they never have to pay us. They want to pay us as little as possible while they're getting to that automation. And they're cutting benefits. They're cutting the amount of people. So your workload is going up and you're still not getting paid. Cutting more. hours. And yeah. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. And, and, and then, you know, you look around and everybody's struggling. You know, people always tell me when I talk about this kind of stuff, they always say, we're all doing it, dude. We don't want to hear your bitch about it. But it's like, if we don't talk about it, if we don't bring it up, if nothing is ever going to change. Yeah, great, and that's great why people fucking right for- there, by the way, the ones that are just like, we all go through it, so shut your fucking mouth. Like, I know we're all going through it, bro. That's why I'm complaining about it, because you understand. Exactly. And and I'm not coming to you to be like, hey, let me fill your ear with the things that you already know. It's, hey, let's, let's lay it all down, and then we'll know where we both stand and together we're more powerful you, you got a frontal lobe you know like i got a frontal lobe you got exactly. a frontal lobe we're both going through some shit why don't you just let me lay it out and stop being such a fucking dick about it exactly and and the the, the the statement you know of you know that's just the way it is is as old as time <laughs> yeah. and it's wrong it's absolutely wrong i feel even though it's it's not i know it's not but i feel especially in this moment, that that is something that's like perpetuated by companies and stuff so that it's like a complacency thing. It's like, don't fucking, don't oh, bitch, yeah. don't talk about it. This is how it is. This is how it'll always be. And and like, that's wrong. That's that's wrong. And that's why I will always advocate for, for sharing your things like your salary with your other coworkers. You know, I don't mean like share your money. I mean, tell them how much you're making because if you're making, you know, 20 bucks an hour, and they're making 15 and you're both doing literally the same exact job that's robbery that's robbery in my mind they're like especially when it comes to like people who have comparable experience this happens all the time you know you have people who are making comparable or have comparable experience one got hired in Sorry. a different time where oh you're good one got hired in a different time where say the company was offering a little bit more and then they got enough people in to, you know, float them along. And so they cut the wage and then they get other people in for that lower wage. Well, that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. And, and I'll, I'll always advocate for that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, a- advocate for people sharing their benefit information. What, have, what are you getting? What am I not getting? You know, like all, every single piece of information that pertains to compensation, I feel like should be shared openly among coworkers, and i don't I, and and uh, like there's obviously a line 
but mm. well, it's crazy that people get fired got, for asking you've got like to, other employees whether they're getting paid. They'll, they'll just get illegal. fucking extra. It is illegal to do that, but they'll That's still illegal. just like I don't, I don't, I don't understand yep. why is it? Why is it in the first place? Like the whole union thing is so busted on, and you can you can really talk all day about how unions are or are not a good thing. I don't really see the are not part, but that's that's me personally. Like uh, people have no understanding of what the guild system was before the industrial revolution. You know, the ability for like employees to have any kind of bargaining power is a net negative for corporations because then corporations would have to sacrifice a large portion of their gains to placating unions. And uh, like, I, I get it on one level, but why isn't uh, anyone doing anything about it on the federal level? That's a different thing. And it really frustrates well, me. And that's, that's, it's because these companies are classified as individuals by the Supreme court. So they can go in and lobby legally. What fucking ruling is that? Money, they have more power. They have more. I, I don't remember. I think that might have been under Reagan. But I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, of course. 100%. That's about right. It could have been under Clinton. Could have been under anybody. But it sounds about. If I remember right, it was somewhere around the '80s where that decision was made. Uh, maybe it might have actually been a little bit earlier. But anyways, um, yeah, dude, like this, it's predatory what these companies are doing. Hyperpredatory. You. You are vilified for talking about. It. I feel like I'm vilified for talking about it. I feel like um, maybe sometimes I get a little passionate about it. Uh, I like to kind of akin this, make this akin to like modern day slavery because it kind of is, but it's more like indentured servitude, not slavery. Yeah. But regardless, either is wrong. Either is wrong. And it's not the American dream. And, uh, you know, people want a lot of shit all over that concept too. Uh, but... That's still something that I think is achievable if we make changes in the country, yeah. you know, and not to get on the political side, but like we just like regardless of right, left, middle, we're all the same people trying to get a, get along in this damn country. We're all trying to live and, and I'm not screw red, screw gray, screw fucking blue. I'm not about that. I'm about the people of this country and I want every one of us to get a goddamn livable wage so that we can be comfortable and we can focus on our families and we can focus on our hobbies and we can focus on getting to work and being happy while we do it instead of fuck what am i going to eat how am i going to get gassed you know like that it's it's i'm preaching to the fucking choir i bet but well obviously like, yeah I, I just want people who make over one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to get taxed that's yeah, just correctly. literally all i want and 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 especially those fucking billionaires but that's a whole other topic. Yeah, we can table that for now. I just wanted to bring it back real quick while we're on the subject of hating people with more money than us. Uh, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A has this employee who's like 99 years old. This woman, I, I can only assume is like a modern canonized saint or like is lobotomized to be a good person. She picks up trash on her way to work. She is, like I said, 99 years old. That's older than dirt. That is like not a, a person who should be working, yet she works at Chick Fil A, and the Chick Fil A management are just like she's a model employee. We want all of our employees to be like her. It's like my man, she's she's dying, <laughs> like, yeah, decaying before your she eyes. Be, she should be sitting in a in a fucking recliner, chilling and enjoying the last of her days. She do whatever the fuck she wants, but I, if what, I don't think that what she wants to do is work at fucking Chick Fil A. OG, I think she wants to fucking paint or something. 
And I'm not saying that I know what she wants either, but who could possibly be sitting in an armchair being like, you know what sounds like some good shit? Like that fucking mm mm smacks good shit. I want to go to work for Chick fil A. Yeah, no. No, Especially Chick fil A. That's weird. But you know what? More power to her if that is something she wanted to do. Uh, yeah. If, 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 if you somehow she can listen still to work. this, Chick-fil-A granny, please write us and tell us that either you're A, being held hostage, or B, uh, enjoy working at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, let us know. I, I want to show up. I'll show up with my AR-15 and uh, yeah. kick in the back door. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little Pizzagate joke. Operation Save Granny. Uh, it's a go. <laughs> I, I can't. I had I had a weird dream last night, man. About uh, like you ever play Undertale or like Earthbound or any of these like eerie RPG games? You know, I can't play them, but I can watch them. I've watched them all. Yeah, yeah, I could watch them all day too. I I have the same kind of affliction, uh, the millennial viewer syndrome, where I'm like, uh, yeah. it, it, this is why my dreams go like this too. Is like I was walking my dog. Then everything shifts into that kind of like everything is uh, an RPG perspective. I'm being menaced by a dog, and I have to pick 18 apples, one of 18, you know. And there's this one I pick out, and it's like an apple of corruption. Of course it is. And I think I just die, you know. And I don't exactly know how that pertains to Chick Fil A Grandma. It was just on my mind. <laughs> So, so let's make sure I I followed this right. Yeah, yeah. You're sorting through a whole bunch of apples. Sorting through apples, right? And the one, the one you grab is corrupted, and you. I'm trying. I'm trying to see. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't really call myself that, but um, I think anybody with a frontal lobe, as you put it, can kind of yeah, frontal lobe. Extrapolate. They're crazy. They're crazy. Frontal lobes. Wish I had one. So, so you eat this apple, and it's cur- of course the one corrupted yeah, one. Yeah, this is the one corrupted apple, of course. It's it's my biggest fear. But what if? And here's my theory, not really an interpretation, but what if all those apples are corrupted, and that's oh, just shit. like, you see what I'm saying? And your brain is just like, all the choices we have right now are kind of shit. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, after you know? eating that, that apple, kinda, I was told that kind of makes. I was told that in the It kind of makes sense with some of the things... Well, sorry, sorry. Well, this is very important. You're going to want to listen to this. This is how it ties back (laughs) to the Chick-fil-A grandma. I was told that after consuming this apple that I've done a very bad thing. And as atonement, I'd have to wash dishes for my grandma eternally. (laughs) This this is my personal hell, washing dishes for granny. Wow. I can't stand it. I'm not Man, trying to be funny. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like talking off. No, 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 no. Like, are, are you laughing at me? No, no. I'm <laughs> fucking like. Fucking making fun I'm, of me, I'm trying to. I'm not. I'm just. Uh, I can't believe this. I'm trying to. I'm trying to understand what 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 happened in your dream, and I'm just being pulled back to. Maybe, all the apples were corrupted, and you were just fucked from the start. You know. Like maybe it was just one of those dreams where you lose. What an allegory! And and maybe that's uh, maybe that's indicative with some things that you you've talked to me about and 
and like some of the words we've shared with each other and uh you know how it is with friends you have a few beers you start talking that's just true um, i feel like some endeavors that i start recently have been snake bitten maybe it's a maybe it's a sign that all of my personal choices have been snake bitten for maybe the last uh 18 uh i'm gonna say months and apple seems more like a month to me let's see what choices have i made in the last 18 months uh, I've done nothing. I've done nothing of merit in 18 months. Well, maybe that's the thing, though, uh, yeah. is that, you know, you're... It, it's not so much that you haven't done anything of merit. Maybe it's just that, like, subconsciously, you know that that's... Let me rephrase this. <laughs> the things that... The things you do in life all have merit, regardless of okay. you if what. you personally see it or not. I you know what I mean? Because it, I did rec- stop smoking weed. That was one. Uh, Boom. Yeah. Boom. Recreational uh, marijuana sounds awesome, you know, because beforehand I was obtaining marijuana regardless of its legal status. And until it was recreational, I've always heard this theory. What do you think of this? That it will reduce the amount of people smoking marijuana to make it recreationally legal because it takes the edge off of it. That was always a talking point for making it legal. That, however, I think even in the time when, when these discussions were being had for us anyways, because it's now legal, so it's, they're not being had anymore, but, um, At the time, I think that was a talking point for pro-legalization, and um, I think there is a little, there's probably a little bit of merit to it, but I think overall it's bullshit. Like, if you, if things are going rough around, you know, uh, the world right now, and, and we're all seeing an impact from it, oh, we are very lucky we're very lucky that we don't have to worry about things like food and stuff like that. Like we, we're, we're so lucky, but, um, just because that's how our country is. We have so much fucking, so many farmers carrying us. And if you're a farmer out there listening to this, fuck yeah. Thank you. You yeah. Make sure that we eat. But, um, massive praise to the farmers, my men on the tractor, a a true King on his throne. (laughs) Exactly, dude. That's, that's, that, that is like, True freedom in my mind, but um, same. Maybe like, maybe we were kind of uh, split into the wrong line of work. I think instead of getting this metro boom lifestyle, we should have perhaps been uh, spawned in the rural outback where we wouldn't know anybody and could wake up as early as possible and go to bed as soon as the work was done to do it again the next day. That sounds awesome. That sounds like life, you know. Instead of just getting going. Instead of going in and, and working in a fucking gray building, oh man. What's the but, difference? But uh, what I'm what I'm was getting at is I think with legalization and as things go bad, you have seen in the past there are studies done as as tensions in the world, for lack of a better term, rise. Things like alcoholism rise. Things like suicide rise. Yeah. And 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 drug uh drug overdoses and and arrests and stuff rise. And, and, um, it's nice to have the option and to not have to worry about your life being ruined for some marijuana, but um, it's also too easy to fall into the, you know, everything sucks. 
I'm just going to smoke and get through it. And then like now that's become a crutch. And look, to anybody out there listening to this going, oh, listen to this, listen to them on their high horse about weed, blah, blah, blah. I'm the biggest fucking stoner. I grow my own <laughs> cannabis. I smoke my own cannabis. I fucking, I'm unashamed a stoner. But I can understand how that holds me back at times. And you are not a fucking human in my eyes. You are not a, not, I shouldn't say human, that's wrong. You're not a grown adult if you cannot uh, uh, recognize your faults. And shared, like, I lean on it a little bit too much, but and, I, and I'm kind of projecting what I'm talking about when life's going a little sideways, kind of lean on it, but I can't be the only one. And I see the lines of the dispensary seemingly getting longer. And even, even, with, even with, you know, the economy the way it is, you know, they're saying inflation or whatever is the reason why, you know, our dollar isn't going as far, whatever. I, I, I don't really give a fuck. I just want my money to be worth something, but... um. Yeah, you understand what you work I, for I, to be I worth see. the things that you want in life, obviously. Exactly, but I've seen I've seen the, the dispensaries. Just to finish this thought off, I've seen the lines at the dispensaries get longer, and and um, I don't. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's better than them going and, and going to a bar, you know, yeah. and, and all of us going to a bar, getting shit faced, and then like driving our cars home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you you I, and I, I think, have enough experience in in going to bars to realize that smoking weed and going to the dispensary for like maybe a half hour out of your life, going home, smoking the weed and going to bed is, is a lot better for you than going to a bar, making several bad decisions and then puking on the side of the bar and trying to drive home. Yeah. Like that's not, it's exactly, exactly. Like we don't want that. And, um, I think that that's one of the things that's probably the best about, the legalization in our state is that I bet you there's been a drop in bar revenue. I oh, bet yeah. you if there was anybody keeping track, if there is anybody keeping track, we could probably find that data to prove it. But That's I why the LLL's got those uh, $4 mystery shots, you know? You never yeah, know what exactly. you're going to get for $4. <laughs> exactly. And and happy hours at some places, not all of them, but at some places happy hours the deals seem to be getting a lot better and oh, stuff yeah, like dude. that. And $3 so, for a fucking 16 long neck, that's good shit. Look, I'm not saying look, that you alcohol, should drink. Alcohol is bad, okay? Well, but here's what I'm what I'm trying to say is alcohol's not going anywhere. It's been here for thousands of years if i remember right it's been here longer than written record um, yeah and like it's not going anywhere but uh and i don't think that like weed or drug legalization is uh overall going to like take it away or anything yeah but i think there is some merit behind saying that some legalization probably gives people more options and more options is not always a bad thing when it comes to getting intoxicated having a safe or I shouldn't say safe. Well, it is pretty safe. Weed is pretty damn safe. It's, it's pretty a, hard. I to, mean, unless you're out there, it's pretty safe. Yeah, it's it's pretty damn safe. Like, unless you have kids to watch or you're trying to operate a vehicle or something yeah. like that, <laughs> you're just sitting on your couch or in your computer chair or laying in bed doing whatever. But um, I, I don't know. I just think... Uh, I just I think less... Or, or, I, I think more options is always better. Always. And and that's how I feel about 
things such as like legalization of harder drugs. Fuck it. I don't want people to be able to go get it, but let's like decriminalize it, stop ruining people and turning them into literal slaves, 14th Amendment and all. And uh, let's, um, I think that's the right amendment. Yeah, and, yeah, and let's 14. Let's give them, I'm not saying let's sell this shit in stores. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying maybe we should look into decriminalizing and not ruining people's lives and then fucking like now they feel like they're always going to be part of this thing because now they have it following them the rest of their lives. I've been on the flip side where unfortunately in my life I've been hooked on harder drugs and um, thank God I got out of that. So many of our friends didn't. Rest in peace to all of them. Rest in peace. uh, Absolutely. But um, I think if I didn't like it still follows me to this day still certain people will say certain things to me that are uh, it's obvious to me that they think i'm still a drug addict or something like that and it's like i guess it, it's hard to escape the stigma with weed it, it yeah. being what it was for so long and then people are just like you're just doing the same thing it's just legal now but to me it's like i'm not doing the same thing in any way, shape, or form. I feel more productive as a member of society. I feel um, calmer. I feel, I feel overall a better human being with it. You're given a level a of respect when I, too. When I didn't, exactly, and 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 I think I know for a fact that when I didn't have access to that choice, I made worse choices, and those choices could have very much impacted my life way worse than they are right now. I'm already stigmatized, but imagine if I went to jail having some shit on me, having some pills or something on me, and now that forever would follow me. It was bad enough. I got arrested once. Viewers don't know, but I got arrested once at school. It's a long fucking story, but I did not bring any weed to school, and it got put in my pocket. Everybody that was there knows and saw it happen. Mm-hmm. I did not fucking have it on me. And and this girl uh, I was supposed to buy it. For, this is when it wasn't legal. I was supposed to buy it from this girl after school. We had talked about it a week in advance. In fact, all week leading up, my best friend was dating her at the time, and I was talking to him and her about it. And um, and she just brought it to school anyway. She brought it in a pokeball wrapped in duct tape, shoved it in my pocket. <laughs> I never touched it. I made the security guards pull it out of my pocket. Everything. I never touched it. And I was like, I was uh. I, by virtue of it being in my pocket, I had possession of it, but I was trying to be like, no, test it for fucking fingerprints, blah, blah, blah. But long story short, I fucking had to go through a year of diversion, which is just probation for young, for kids, essentially. I had to go to so this wack. program called Task, this program called Task, where I had to call a number every day and I would listen for colors. They'd list off all kinds of different colors. If your color got called, you had to go in and pee in a cup. No matter what was going on, you had to make it in before like 6 p.m. and do it. And so, like, that was just for weed. A gram of weed. That's how ridiculous that, that whole entire situation. I went to jail. I was almost suspended from, or expelled from school. I had to go into, like, a fucking remedial program with all these fucked up kids. I'm actually grateful that it happened because you were actually in that program, too, and a bunch of our friends, too. Mm. And we got, we... Uh, for for some of us, I should say, like for instance, our friend Nick uh, uh, and our friend David, they graduated way quicker going to this program, and it and it worked 
like I'm thankful that I got that because if I didn't, I Man, never I would have graduated fucking, high school. I wish I took advantage of that program. I, I straight up did not do anything. I, I just, I had zero desire or drive to learn and it, I just couldn't, it wasn't the right environment. I watched Megas XLR instead. Yeah. Well, it was a, it was a time for us, man. So yeah, yeah. Well, I look back on it positively. Never been. Yeah, it was. We grew. We learned. We had to go through that kind of stuff. We did. We we had to go through that kind of stuff to know how bad it could be. I guess. And Um, here's the thing: is I I know tons of people too that that smoke marijuana and can just carry on living a normal life, and. It's totally like just part of them. They acknowledge it's part of them and they don't try to do anything about it. They've been told their whole life it's not good to do or it's bad or something like that. But realistically, they've just come to the conclusion that this is a lot better than whatever the alternative was at the time. And they're just going to use it to maintain an even flow that they can use to get through a regular sitting or like a boring event that they have to sit through because there's lots of bureaucracy in modern life. And I respect it. Me personally, I figured out that I'm just not the kind of guy who can uh, use marijuana in a practical sense. I have a very like uh, consumptive personality. That's why I don't, I don't drink that often either if I can help it. If I do, I regret it the next day every time, but I, I, I smoked for a long time hell a long time and had a uh, smoked on graveyards and stuff like that because there's nothing else to do besides get high when it's like 3 a.m no one's coming into your store yeah. and you have to watch water leave a hose and spray down a parking yeah, lot yeah. It, it's difficult to stay sober during such situations and maintain a, a sanity that you can use it the rest of the day so uh, i was using it to get to sleep it, it was perfectly fine to do it's just that I would do it too much and there would be times where it's just like weeks or months past where I was just not sober for any part of the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point where you have no, to I, reel I, yourself I totally, in. Exactly. And I totally see what you're saying. And um I don't know, I just don't think it's any different. Anybody who's had like a live, laugh, love mom knows. It's that she's no getting high, absolutely. Being, <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Well, not, not, not even that. It's just every anybody who's had a mom like that knows that they're a wino. Nine times out of ten, uh, a woman that is going to put like a live, laugh, love sign up. This this says a lot about me, I guess, in my opinion. But nine times out of ten, in, in my view, if you're a person who has like a live, laugh, love sign up, you're a wino. And there's no difference between drinking wine every single night, all night, and smoking weed. Like, there's no difference. Yeah. And in my opinion, the weed is easier to recover from than the wine. And it's less intoxicating, and you're less of a fool that, than with the wine or the beer or or the liquor, you know? So, um, I don't know. We kind of got off on, like, a huge tangent on that, but... It's hard not to. I just think it's... It is. It's, it's, it's so much to say about it, and... Um, we'll do a 420 Spectacular someday. Stay tuned, boys. Yeah, well, and if... Anybody, I think it's probably about time to wrap it up, but uh, I, I'll just go ahead and this is when we're, we're going to do our plugs anyway. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and plug myself. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, you can find me on YouTube at Narlax. Just look up Narlax in the search uh, engine and then 
filter by channels, you'll find me. I got like 12 subscribers if you somehow find this on another website that I posted on or something. But purpose of me bringing that up is I'm going to try to do like um, like vlogs, for lack of a better term, but for growing cannabis because I'm very into it. Uh, it'll help me keep track of day by day what's going on and and it's not going to be like an everyday thing it's probably just going to be like super cuts of things as they grow or whatnot if you're interested in that come and check it out um also i want to say check out uh metal beak i think let me let me look this up i want to make sure i get it right i know i know for a fact one of his channels is wanna w-a-n-n-a headbang that's our other co-host channel uh nico's channel and then he has one called Metal Beak. Oh, yeah, check him out. He does great shit. Yeah, he does a lot of music on there. I'm pretty sure it's called Metal Beak. And uh, it, it will, I'll make sure there's links and stuff for everything. Check that out. He, do, he does really good. If you're into metal, he's great at vocals. He, do, he can do real good pig squeals. He got, he's got it all. He's got it all. He's, he, he won't ever admit it. But the guy's a great vocalist. Um, <laughs> Everyone's shy like that, you know. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, uh, check if you it. have anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna just reserve this spot to tell you that I'll have a sort of advertisement to put here for. The, I, I have a a concept for a YouTube channel where I'm just gonna be uploading short clips and etc. So stay tuned for that. I'll send you that file, and also check out. My affiliate podcast is Signfuck. It's going to be coming to a podcast network near you if we can ever get it approved. If they won't turn us away just based off the name. We're really excited about that project. <laughs> Signfuck. Like, like Seinfeld. Yeah, like Seinfeld. Exactly. But Signfuck. Okay. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully we didn't bore you too much. Um, and we'll be back next Sunday with another great episode of Binkerton's Finest. Remember, uh, stay safe. Again. You're right. Stay beautiful, people. <laughs>